The COVID pandemic has upended life all over the world. People are trying to maintain some level of sanity and normalcy while complying with stay-at-home orders, working from home, and physical distancing. And that includes us at Outcasting. Hi, I'm Sarah, and this is Outcasting Plus, a production of Outcasting, Public Radio's LGBTQ youth program. I was a member of Outcasting during my high school years from 2016 to 2017. Now I'm in college. I came back to visit Outcasting this past winter break, and now I'm back on a longer-term basis because my college is closed because of the COVID pandemic. I'm glad to be back, but I'm also missing attending classes in person and spending time with my friends and extended family. The COVID pandemic has also dramatically changed the way we work at Outcasting, and so we thought we'd take a break from the game show, part the curtains, and talk a little bit about how things work behind the scenes here at Outcasting, during normal times and now. Some of our members come from far away, and everyone has busy schedules to work around, so to minimize commuting time, we regularly have one three-hour production session every week year-round. We meet at the Outcasting studio, and that's where we do all the research, writing, and recording that go into producing Outcasting, Outcasting Overtime, the game show, and other content. With just this small amount of production time each week, it typically takes at least a few months to take an Outcasting episode from idea to finished program. And we usually have several episodes in different stages of production simultaneously. To develop a program, we start with a topic and begin researching it to focus in on exactly what we want to cover. During the research, we identify potential guests. We reach out to them, and once we've booked them, we prepare interview questions based on our research and what the guest has to offer. When we're satisfied with the flow of the interview, one of our youth participants records the interview. Our guests come from all over the country, so most interviews are done with a computer link-up or over the phone. If guests are in the New York City area, they can also come to the studio to do the interview in person. That gives us the best quality, and it's the best way to interview a guest. After the interview is recorded, we listen to it and write notes and sometimes a full transcript so that we have a written version of the conversation. Next, we review the notes and decide what we want to include in the program and what we don't. We color code the transcript with a process we call ABXing. Color coding A material in green, that's the stuff we definitely want to include in the program. B material, which may or may not end up in the program depending on timing and other factors, is highlighted in yellow, and X material, which we definitely want to cut, is highlighted in red. So it's like a traffic light, green for A material, yellow for B, and red for X. When that's done, we review the ABX notes as a group to make sure we all agree with the journalistic decisions we made. Sometimes we change things to tighten up the interview or emphasize a point. When we're happy with the interview, we use the ABX notes to guide the actual editing of the recording to make it fit into the allotted time. We write and record tracks and promos. Tracks are the announcements during the program in which we say, this is outcasting, and introduce the topic and the guest. For most programs, there's an opening track, one in the middle, which we call a mid-break, and a closing track, which includes the names of the outcasters who worked on the program. Promos are recorded announcements that stations can play on the air to promote the upcoming edition of Outcasting. We make them in 29 and 59 second versions so stations have a choice. After final editing, which brings the program length to exactly 29 minutes, we upload the program to the Pacifica Radio Network and the Public Radio Exchange, or PRX, where the public radio stations that carry Outcasting can access it, along with text descriptions, images, and instructions about how to access the promos. We create a second version of the program for our website that includes short announcements at the beginning and end, asking for listener contributions. Almost all of this, except for the final editing and production, takes place during the in-person sessions in our studio, 
where it's easy to work together and where we have a sound-isolated studio that makes recordings go quickly and sound good. The process of producing Outcasting Overtime, the game show, and other audio is simpler, but also benefits from our being able to work together in person and record in the studio. But since the start of the coronavirus pandemic, gathering to work in the studio hasn't been possible. We're based just outside of New York City, which has been an early epicenter of the coronavirus in the United States. Around mid-March, it became clear that we'd have to stop meeting in person until it was safe to do so again. It means a lot to us to be able to produce reliable, uninterrupted content, so we had to find ways to continue our work without being able to meet in person. Ultimately, we decided to break our usual once-a-week, three-hour session into two two-hour sessions. These e-sessions are held using an online platform called Discord, which acts like a giant conference call and allows us to talk and text in several simultaneous channels. We also continue to use Google Docs to work collaboratively. Creating radio content outside of our studio is challenging. We have just three microphones that we can use to record in our homes, and it's not easy to pass them around, considering the requirement for physical distancing. In some cases, including this commentary, we have to use computer headsets. And with so many people around the country and around the world homebound and streaming video, it seems that existing internet infrastructure is struggling to keep up. At least in our experience, we're having much more difficulty than usual in getting steady internet connections that can transmit good quality audio. Even in normal circumstances, home Wi-Fi networks can be unreliable, so it usually takes several tries before we can get usable audio. So all of our recording takes longer, sometimes much longer, and requires a lot more time to edit. Also, the acoustics of our homes don't measure up to those in our studio. Reverberation and outside noise are nearly unavoidable. So our audio quality, which we really care about, has been affected. Working from home instead of the studio also leads to a decrease in productivity. When we're at home, we're sort of in a more relaxed headspace, which can work against us as we try to stay focused on creating high-quality content. As a result, despite the fact that we're technically meeting for more raw time now, we are a bit less productive overall. In order to produce content about the coronavirus, we've pushed back other projects. We had to accelerate the timeline for our coronavirus episode. The turnaround time was just a few weeks. Despite these challenges, we're working to keep things going. We figured that if network TV news anchors, reporters, and guests can go on the air from their living rooms, we can work with less than ideal recording conditions, and we think that you'll forgive us for our decreased audio quality. It means a lot to be able to continue producing content. Our mission is to unite LGBTQ youth, straight allies, and the power of media in advocacy for a less unjust world. And it's still important, especially in these times when coronavirus seems like the only thing on anyone's mind. We've already seen how some states are using the COVID pandemic to restrict women's access to their constitutional right to abortion. One of the outcasting topics we're working on is the rise of so-called religious liberty laws that justify discrimination against LGBTQ people. Just recently, the state of Idaho enacted a sweeping law limiting the ability of transgender people to participate in sports. We can probably expect other discriminatory laws to be enacted while everyone is in this collective fog that keeps their attention on the COVID pandemic and little else. Another topic we're working on is domestic violence in an LGBTQ context. Like any domestic violence, it's something that is exacerbated by the widespread stay-at-home orders many Americans are living under. It's important for the media to continue to cover important issues in the world, and we hope you agree. Outcasting is the only nationally distributed LGBTQ youth programming in public radio in the United States. If you can make a tax-deductible contribution to support our work, especially an automatic monthly contribution, we'd be most thankful. Just visit our website, outcastingmedia.org, 
and click on the donate link. Thanks, and thanks for listening.